Focus on Life. Hello, welcome to Lucas on Life. Happy Sunday evening to you. I'm Jeff Lucas. It's a word that we seem to be hearing more often these days. It's that word, dementia. And this last week, Bruce Willis's wife, Emma Hemming Willis, asked members of the press and paparazzi to keep their distance and stop yelling at the die-hard star when they see him out in public. Hemming Willis and Bruce married in 2009, and they have two daughters, Mabel and Evelyn. Bruce has been diagnosed with asphasia, a rare form of dementia that's impacting his cognitive abilities. And his wife made an emotional plea in a video shared on her Instagram page last weekend. She said, there's still a lot of education that needs to be put forth about people living with dementia. Recently, the couple went out to meet friends for coffee and photographers attempted to speak to Bruce in Santa Monica. Mrs. Willis said how difficult and stressful it can be to get someone with dementia out into the world and navigate them safely. She added, for the video people, please don't be yelling at my husband, asking him how he's doing or whatever. Just don't do it. Give him his space. Allow for our family or whoever's with him that day to be able to get him from point A to point B safely. So tonight, let's talk about dementia. I'd like to share some of my own experience with this horrible disease, and I'd also like us to know that, spiritually speaking, we all have a tendency towards forgetting, a form of spiritual dementia, if you will. I know it's a heavy subject, but I pray that we'll be encouraged this evening as we ponder it, especially those with loved ones who are navigating this difficult pathway. According to God, it's not good for women and men to be alone in the world. And that means dementia is very bad indeed, because utter aloneness is what it ultimately spawns. Dementia, it's a bullying kidnapper relentlessly shoving the sufferer into a form of solitary confinement where the most beloved friends and family morph into strangers. We all know who we are, because of who we know. The sight of my child reminds me that I'm a father. The voice of a confidant tells me that I'm a friend. But when every face is unfamiliar, then I no longer know who I am. This is a bewildering banishment, to be a stranger to oneself. Dementia is heartless. It prizes apart bony fingers, refusing to allow its victims to clutch comforting memories of better times from bygone years or from just five minutes ago. And it dumps those it strikes into a surreal, frightening world where even the comforting landscape of home turns into an unrecognisable wilderness. This is life in a strange land, an emotional exile with only thicker fog on the horizon. And fear can rule there. A bump in the small hours or a lingering shadow induces fear because dementia's smart missile can be paranoia. It can make the mind its stage, summoning awful images like a mad Hollywood director, one that makes Tarantino look tame. And so it was quite a shock to discover that someone that I loved was so smitten. She gave birth to me, but she couldn't always recall my name. She would ask me the same question, not twice an hour, but sometimes three times a minute. 
Cruelly, there were times when she realised exactly what was going on. The fog would lift briefly and her eyes would clear. She would apologise tearfully because she knew that her treks to the wilderness were hard on us. She clung to me for dear life, bowed beneath this dementia thug, and she would thank me for being kind and tell me over and over again how much she loved me, desperate to say it before the mist descended on the moors of her mind once again. Her gratitude would bring me a strange pain because I know too well how I bristled with impatience and tut-tutted over endless repeats. I was certainly not a perfect carer. After the clarity, the sun would disappear again for God knows how long. Irritating habits are exaggerated as this terrible disease spoils everything. It sneers at dignity and it tramples on it. Grey-haired, Jesus-loving ladies, once sweet, holy Sunday school teachers, can snarl and spew vile expletives. Dementia. Personally, I hate that word and I fear its strike. So I was shocked to discover that I too am smitten with a form of dementia. Before God's wholeness, I am demented. Decades ago, Michael Griffiths penned a pithy prophetic book about the Christian church, calling it Cinderella with amnesia. And that's what the church is, a beautiful bride in the making, but one with frequent memory lapses. How often do we ask the same old hackneyed questions and insist on treading tarred, well-worn pathways of sin, always hearing, but never learning, seemingly oblivious to the pain that we cause him. Consider Israel, a demented nation in history, over and over again, despite miraculous sea crossings and manna falling from heaven. Hers was the repeated malady described in just two words. They forgot. Stunning moments just slipped their minds. Desperate that they remember, God gave them feasts and festivals and circumcision and ceremony. But still they forgot, and nothing's changed. That's why Jesus' parting gift to his friends, to us, was a remembrance meal. So today, let's think clearly, learn from our failures, and by grace, live beautifully. And let's spare a thought, and more importantly, a prayer, for those humans who are carers, who, unlike the Lord of amnesiac Israel, are not God or gods. Let's not think that they are strong just because they act as if they are. Let's tread gently around our elders and respect those who have walked on the earth longer than we. Dementia doesn't just strike the elderly, but often it is them who are smitten most. And let's pray and bless those who struggle with this cursed dementia and let them know with a touch, a smile, a word softly spoken and oft repeated because so quickly it slips their mind that they are loved, cared for, and whatever the lying disease might shout, we whisper to them that they are not alone. And let's pray that the Spirit of God, the one called Comforter, will caress them with kindness. The Holy Spirit needs no words and can speak life where there is chaos and confusion, just as it was in the beginning of everything, when all was without form and void. And then next time we share communion, we sip bread and wine, and for a while we remember clearly, let's be grateful for the great carer of us all. We cast our cares on him because he cares for us. Thank God he remembers our sins no more. 
but he never forgets us sinners. Looking back, it wasn't the greatest idea. The care home had warned me that my mother was just days from dying. Agitation was robbing her of sleep, and so I decided I would sit with her through the night. As I mentioned earlier, my mum was at the tail end of a decade-long battle with dementia. At times, the fog lifted and she was smiling, coherent. But then the wretched confusion would return. Sometimes she didn't recognise me and she would actually complain about me to me. And so I settled in for the long night vigil. And to be brutally honest, I felt rather noble and a little smug as I sat perched on the hard wooden chair at her bedside, my hand clasped in hers as she snored. I wondered if this night shift was more for me than for her. Surely our motives are always mixed. But then, at around 2am, she woke up with a start and sat bolt upright in bed, her eyes wide with fear. What are you doing here? She yelled, pondering my face in the low light of the bedside lamp. Mum, it's me, Geoffrey. I thought I'd stay with you. Only my mother called me Geoffrey, and my wife Kay dubs me Geoffrey when I've done something bad, which, as you've guessed, is not very often. I wish. You're no good. Get out, my mum hollered, her lips curled with rage. But, but mama, I just wanted to get out now. I decided it would be probably good if I did just that, so I beat a hasty retreat and sat outside her room. Half an hour later, I tried again, peering anxiously around her doorway. Mum, get out, she snarled. And so I did. Excluded for the rest of that night, I realised my folly. When someone suffering from dementia wakes in the small hours and discovers what seems to be a total stranger, not only perched at their bedside, but holding their hand too, they are likely to scream with terror. But then I pondered how very much like my mum I am. And you too bear some of the same family traits, you being a human being and all. The blunt truth is this, feeling at home with God doesn't come naturally with us. The God who is love draws near, nail-torn hands outstretched, inviting. And at times we catch a glimpse of that beautiful heart of his and we settle at rest in his presence. But then comes the mist, cloud banks formed by harsh religion, flawed parenting, by the chill of rejection. They billow and swirl in our minds and we recoil, desperate that God might just go away. The prodigal son wails, I'm not worthy, and struggles in the arms of his father's embrace. Peter almost went on strike when Jesus insisted on washing his sweaty feet, backing away from such selfless care. But with Jesus... This is the non-negotiable deal. We have to let him wash us, love us. Thankfully, help is available to calm our fears. Paul told the Galatian Christians, because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out Abba Father. We read that in Galatians 4 verse 6. And it was Paul again who wrote to the church in Rome. Now we call him Abba Father, for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. Romans 8, 15 to 16. Abba is the very same Aramaic word that Jesus used when addressing God the Father. The work of the Holy Spirit in us enables us to exclaim with relief that we are safe in Christ 
as secure with God as Jesus is with the Father. After an exhausting night parked outside my mum's room, morning finally came, ending my time of banishment. Tapping lightly on her door, I found her awake, a look of peace on her face. Nervously, I ventured, Mum, it's me, Geoffrey. I know who you are, she smiled, and you're very nice. It was one of the last sentences she spoke to me. Within days, she was gone. Perhaps what I'm about to suggest will offend some, thinking it's just too sentimental, inadequate to describe this wonderful, mighty God of ours. But why not whisper this prayer? Because it might be a step in the right direction. Lord, I know who you are, and you're very nice. I know we've talked about a tough subject this evening, dementia, but if you are one who cares for someone with dementia or if you're struggling with this yourself, my prayer is that you will be encouraged and strengthened to know that you are not alone, that God is there for you in these shadowy, difficult circumstances. And you might want to talk and pray with someone. Our Premier Lifeline is available Monday through Friday, 9am to 5pm. The number is 0300 111 That's 0300 111 God bless you. See you next week. Lucas on Life.